The Devil You Know by Giller Longlisted author Elizabeth DeMariaffe is a psychological thriller about missing girls' cases. While rookie reporter Evie Jones is covering the arrest of Paul Bernardo in the early 90s, she's reminded of her own childhood best friend, and this is fictional, Leanne, who was kidnapped and murdered when they were 10 years old. Years later, that case is still unsolved, and Evie starts to investigate herself, trying to find her friend's killer. The author Elizabeth joins me on the line. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Justine. So what do you remember of the Bernardo years, living in the Toronto area yourself, before we knew who it was and after? Well, I grew up in Toronto exactly through those years. So I would have been um, a young teenager when the Scarborough rape um, crisis was going on. And then I was, let's say, maybe um, 18 or so in 1993 when the arrest finally happened. So I feel like for that generation of young women, that time was so colored by fear. And it wasn't a general fear. It was a fear of a specific villain. Um, and I, th- I think about this all the time because I have a teenage daughter now about how it's a time when you're coming of age and you're supposed to be making plans for your future. And that requires a lot of independence and a lot of fearlessness. And to be told constantly uh, to just sort of fear on a really basic personal safety level. I mean, we were afraid to take the bus. We were afraid to get off the bus. Do you think that's changed now? In a way, I mean, I know there isn't a case like that ongoing right now. I think we're talking about it much more right now. And I think uh, I think we're talking about it in a, a much more honest way, which is exciting. You know, has the has the climate for women changed? Overall, probably not, although we don't have that specific villain right now. But, uh, you know, it... I think that was a really particular moment in time that's historically actually really significant now that we're sort of on, we're almost a quarter of a century on, actually, which seems <laughs> seems crazy. But mm-hmm. And I mean, that went on for years, and for years we didn't know who it was. Yes, exactly. So I think that added to the fear. Now, this isn't exactly an easy topic to write about. Why did you decide this was going to be your first full novel? Um, it was something that developed. Um, the The germ of the novel had originally developed from an idea I had, um, actually for a short story that I never wrote, <laughs> um, about a missing girl and about about the friend of a missing girl. Now I have a backstory much much like Evie does, in that when I was nine years old, my own friend was abducted and killed, and that is a cold case. Um, that was Sharon, was Sharon Keenan, who's you know I think many of your listeners will probably remember as well. Um, so you know. I'm haunted by that, and perhaps <laughs> perhaps think about it a little bit more and, and um, than than the average person. Um, but when I was trying to approach a story about a missing girl, um, I think for me that those years, um, you know, in the late '80s and early '90s in Toronto were so colored. It becomes this uh, very emotionally intense time to set a novel in because anybody who, I mean, that was a traumatic time for that entire generation, you know, and then if you take somebody like Evie who has, you know, this, this previous memory and this previous trauma about it, you know, it just doubles over. What do you remember of the time when your friend Sharon went missing and as that was unfolding? I don't know how old you were, first of all. I was nine, um, and I think part of what the novel does is explore the idea of memory, because actually so many of our childhood memories, now whether they're traumatic or not, um, I think memory is sort of a pastiche, right? And there's what you truly remember, there's stories you've been told, you know, by your parents, there's photographs you've looked at, and the brain kind of, you know, layers these things together and creates memory. So um, I don't have... 
I don't have hugely specific memories of that time, although the memories I do have, you know, made it into the book. So early in the book, there's a scene where um, we have a flashback to Evie's childhood where she gets a phone call. Her family gets a phone call from the police in the middle of the night. And that was very much my memory of that experience, that the police did call everyone in the class in the middle of the night and, and those questions. And I, I remember the phone call because, you know, obviously you're not uh, called to the phone in the middle of the night and very often at, at that age. Um but one of the things that surprised me was that things, I guess, ideas that I'd carried with me since that time, when I went back and actually started doing a little bit of research, I found that I actually knew very little about the case. That most of what I'd carried with me was the emotion around it, um, which you know is loss and grief. You mentioned just now that you have done some research, and that's something that the character in the book, Evie, does when she looks back at her friend Leanne's disappearance. How often do you still think about that to this day? And what, what goes through your mind when you think back? Because I mean, in that case with Sharon, the killer mm-hmm. or the suspected killer hasn't been found yet. No, yeah, no, that, that case remains cold to this day. Um, I think it's it's probably always harder for any you know friend or family or victim, whether there isn't that closure. Although I'm not sure we can ever have real closure um, in a case where you... Know, where you've lost someone in that way or something just been taken from them. Um, I think I probably thought about it more when my own daughter was smaller, and mostly it was a self-awareness thing. I really wanted to raise my daughter in a way that did not infuse her with that kind of anxiety, and I didn't want, I didn't want to raise her in a fearful way, um, which I think is, again, why setting the book around the time of the Scarborough Rapist and around the time of Bernardo's arrest is important. Um, And I think so because so many women of that generation, like me, now have daughters. So this is actually a really excellent time for us to think about it and to to talk about it and and to think about how we want to raise our daughters within that framework. What would you say your, your message is to women with regards to that inner monologue that goes on uh, for Evie at all times, where she's constantly fearing, will it happen to me, and mm-hmm, always looking behind mm-hmm. her back. What is your message to women in, in that in that sense? I think some of it's really unavoidable. I think I think we really are sort of taught to fear. There's a, there's a realism piece of that as well. Um, but I've you know I know for myself I've had to really sort of train myself to to not. Uh, limit myself in that way. I mean, I'm a I'm a long distance runner. You know, I try to make really smart choices about where I'm running and when I'm running. And often that's when that voice kicks in for me. Um, you know, and in the same way, you know, dealing dealing with a daughter now and and trying to make good decisions about, you know, when is it safe to walk home at night and when is it not. Um, you know, I think there needs to be that little voice of reason in you as you know that tempers the anxiety because I, I think so much of the anxiety can get also blown out of proportion. So it, it's a matter of just, you know, making sure that you breathe, <laughs> maybe. Which is something that Evie has trouble with, finding that Evie sort of balance. Evie does trouble with it. She has a lot of trouble with it. Um, but I think, you know, Evie also... Um, I think Evie also has a tremendous amount of confidence, and she's really... she's really working to overcome it all the time. So sometimes she actually gets herself into a bit more of dangerous situations because she's just decided that she's going to say, hey, forget this, like, I am forging ahead here. Um, so 
what I loved about Evie was that conflict. I, I love that she, you know, she does carry this anxiety and she does struggle with it, but she doesn't allow it to stop her. She continues the struggle. Elizabeth, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Justine. It was great to talk to you.